0: When we talk about selling life and health insurances in the CE region, we still imagine it the old fashioned way. Agents are calling possible clients, trying to awake demand for the product they would like to sell to them. I will talk to one of the top 15 insurtech influencers about how to conquer the heart, mind, and home screen of your customers. We will discuss how sales agents could leverage technology and what changes this should bring to their managers and even to the C-suit. Welcome to Fintech Flow, where we deep dive into the depth and complexity of successful startups, sit down with bright
1: fintech minds, and bridge together the gap in mindset between the legacy players and today's innovators. With 10 years experience as a manager in the financial sector, MIT certified fintech expert Linda Schallai is prepared to put it all in play and to follow the flow.
0: My guest today is Dr. Robin Kiera, who is a recovering sales agent himself, so he has first-hand experience on selling insurances. Robin is founder, thought leader at digitalscouting.de, which is one of the hottest consultancy agencies in the insurtech scene. Robin, welcome to FintechFlow. Linda, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, my first question would be, what is your opinion on how life and health insurances is sold today?
1: Well, when I uh, when I was an uh, agent uh, six years ago, it was sold this way. Um, the center, the headquarter decided to that they want to push a certain project, maybe life, uh, term life or a whole life or health insurance, supplementary health insurance. And they said, uh, Robin, I want you to sell 10 supplementary health insurance this month. And that was actually how it's done. And then we went around and we tried to find customers uh, in our portfolio or on the street and tried to sell, sell it like that. But, um, and I, when I, I was talking with people around the world when they say, oh, we are modernizing our sales, I always ask them, how do you sell? Do you still have these um, campaigns where you, as a um, headquarter, decide what the agent and broker needs to sell? And then they always say, yeah, and um, this always gives me an indicator that. Actually all around the world, except the few countries would have changed their commission uh, system, all around the world it's, it's the same it's done the same way with the campaigns that are decided in the headquarters or even better with some list um, monthly list uh, the sales agent gets um, of people he should call and make a meeting to talk about insurance which has and the problem with that is that has nothing to do with the current need of the customer. So you call a customer that's on your list, um, and you are supposed to sell him a uh, health insurance, but maybe he needs something else, or maybe his, uh, you know, another customer you don't call needs, needs it, and, and that's a big, big challenge. And that already annoyed me when I was uh, running around and, and trying to sell Allianz insurances.
0: To be honest, it all sounds really familiar, also here <laughs> in Hungary, in the CEU region. So I can follow you, but then please give us some advice. How do you think this should be? How could they follow today's requirements and leverage technology? Well, I think if
1: 99.9% of your revenue as an agent or broker or small mid-sized insurer is done that way, it would be insane to change it immediately. So it's not about you know chasing after the new shiny object. But what I found at um, Allianz uh, or also other insurers the super, super mega successful agents and brokers, they had always a secret, something they did very good, something, and in a lot of cases, it it was that they were part of the local community. So for example, in Bavaria, uh, agents and brokers are super strong because they're part of their local community. That means everybody in the village knows them because they are in the shooting club they are in the traditional club they are in the reading club they are everywhere and um that that has nothing to do with digital but what you can do nowadays is to, you know, scale that or um, to do this networking in scale. Um, and, for example, you know, um, uh, what we see now younger agents and brokers do, that they go to events, you know, they get the business cards of the people, they add them on social media. They do not call them, cold call them right away and say, hey, it's me, Robin, please, I, I need to sell 10 uh, health insurances. Do you want one? But it's more <laughs> that they establish a relationship and by the way, it, as I described it before, this is well, how it was done uh, decades ago and actually years ago, the structural sales process. You just run around like crazy, try to force people to, to buy an insurance. And sometimes that was like, successful, but that's also led to the bad image we have. But back to the, the modern um, agent and broker, what we see is they you know, establish a relationship with the person. And so not only that everybody in the village knows them, but maybe everybody in the region knows them, or a lot of people know that. And, and they establish the the, the, the the yeah their their relationship and um, some of them the modern modern newer ones they become mini influencers so what does what does it mean they are not only you know taking the business card and adding them on your Facebook uh, LinkedIn Xing Twitter or whatever your social media um of the days or WhatsApp but they produce content they share um, information and again this is not this is my new product. It covers these four risks and this fifth risk nobody cares actually about, but it covers the two. And that's why you need to buy my insurance. No. They lot, they, in a lot of cases, I don't talk about insurances. And it's really funny. One of the most successful ones in uh, in Germany, he talks a lot about his dog. Another okay. one is sharing pictures about his uh, horse and the horse sport he does because he's passionate about it. And funnily enough, sooner or later, a lot of people came and called him. Uh, I only saw all the time your dog pictures, but, you know, I, I, won't, I, I, I I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know. I have a small company or I am a private person. I need to I need help here and there. And so what we see from these people that go out there, establish relationships, provide information, pictures, uh, also small videos and texts that they at some point have the experience that people come to them. And what could be better in a sales job than um, not you running around like crazy, uh, going to a large uh, apartment building and knocking on everybody's door and trying to sell the insurance of the day, but actually have the people that have the need come to you?
0: Absolutely. We, who are in the life insurance business, have always been looking for clients knocking on our door, saying that we want life insurance. Do I understand right that what you're saying is that instead of, measuring the number of calls you take maybe you could turn yourself being more effective by focusing on becoming a mini influencer as you say and trying to attract the customers and attract the clients and attract the people who are in need of your services
1: and when it comes to, to technology, what you mentioned before, um, it's not that we should install one million new apps and programs on our computers. In a lot of cases, it's enough to use what you have. For example, I know a, um, a lot of um, 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 salespeople that do not use their customer relationship management system, like their CRM there. You know, we you know, we check where the person lives and there you can always write stuff down. Um, a lot don't do that. Um, or do not do it uh, thoroughly. So the idea is, you know, when you have calls, 10 calls a day, it makes a difference. If you cold call a person, or call a person that's in your product portfolio because he has an insurance with you or policy with you, that you don't know anything about the person, or yeah, you know, you visited them once but forgot everything because you know you work a lot, um, but you know, actually write the information down then. Then you can, you know, call the person, not blindly, but actually you can call the person and, um, and add to talk about also stuff um, that's related to them. But again, the idea is to not only work hard on your calls, you go and you do out there, but to think outside the side of the box, how can you um, be regularly on the screen and the radar of your existing customer portfolio and of new ones? Why? And because, you, of course, you can call 10 people a day. You can probably call, you know, 25 people a day, you know, depending on if they're reachable and available or not. But wouldn't it be cooler when you're daily on the radar of, you know, 250 people or 500 people?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what you say is all very convincing. Please help us. If someone is listening who is an agent or a broker and okay, this is cool. I want to start it today. How could someone start it? Do you have any tips, tricks that uh, could help on this way?
1: Yes. So, um... The first thing is uh, we need to know where this is your target group. So where are most of your customers? And I'm not too familiar with the social media landscape in Hungary. If there are maybe some special, um, special um, uh, uh, medias out there that are only only for for Hungary or for for other um, uh, countries around the region. But I would look where is my target group and um, also 55 year old. Um, uh, people are for example more and more on Instagram or on Facebook or on LinkedIn um, and then decide um, uh, to first go through your customer portfolio and I would you can do it yourself, you can do a, a year of you doing it and add everybody on every platform with you personally and go through the business cards you collected over the last 10 years and add everybody. And the trick is not only to do it on social media, this is like what everybody does, but what the, what the secret is also to do it on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is the new big thing. Of course, you need to be GDPR compliant and think about that and get you know your insurer covering you for that. But the idea is, and what would we do too, to add? I mean, we have people on, um, on, on WhatsApp, we have thousands of um, phone numbers, but people we really know. We met, we shook hands, we got the business cards, we got the consent from. Um, And now, what we can do is via the broadcast function um, to um, send them once a month, once every two months, a nice message um, that shows, you know, in our case, it's hey, look, we did a new video, we did a new post, and and get their attention then. And to also, for example, on WhatsApp, the status um updates you wouldn't believe how many people are really consuming this and what the magic of that is when you are on different social media channels um, and you have your client there and also maybe some other people are starting to follow you when you post it's not only on the phone of the 10 people you might have called that day but like on hundreds the magic is to really produce content that is um informative it's about your topic you, you share Second, uh, to be funny and, and you know entertaining, but this you know don't force it, just be it like you are. And third, um, also you know share some private stuff. People want to know people. I mean, I don't we, I, we don't need to tell sales people how sales is done. You know, I mean, people buy yeah. from people, and this is a stupid sentence, but it's really true. Even in our case, digital scouting, I would say ninety five percent of our clients, and we do do like B two B with like um, insurers and, and large and brokers. And um, they, uh, they, I think they, they, they hire us because they like us, because they have seen us uh, on me also on social media, doing private stuff and sharing that stuff. Um, yeah. And I, by the way, I also love working together with people I really, really like. Um, and also I'm happy to buy from them because it's nice. And, um, and, and this is the effect. If you go out there and you, 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 you put your uh, customers also, you should look where they are on social media. You listen, you can see what they are share. You begin to share in the three categories. And if you, really, really um, I want to crush it, you need to be persistent, you need to share at least once a day, um, and, um, and do it six, nine, 12 months. And I bet, I bet a good bottle of, you know, German white wine, um, that after six to nine months, when you're doing this, you will see a tipping point. And the tipping point will be that people in your community or your customers start to call you and say, oh, oh yeah, uh, I'm, I, I have, you know, um, changed the legal status of my company. What does that mean for my insurance? Or I don't know. My daughter go, goes off to university. What do we do with health insurance? Or um, I got a raise. Um, I, I think I need to, you know, adjust my um, term life insurance. And I think um, th- this is the tipping point. This is the point of magic. And we have seen it with us. We have seen it with other clients. We've seen it with agents and brokers. This stuff really, really works.
0: Thank you. I think these were really, really usable tricks. So the good news is health agents are not dying out. Uh, well, yeah.
1: if you don't do that, if you just continue to call people, called from some lists uh, or some portfolio without relating to them, without building up a relationship, um, I think sooner or later you have a problem. And by the way, um, direct insurers around the world are experimenting with a way to sell insurance cheaper than through agents. And when they find a way to do this, they will be ruthlessly cutting that relationship with, uh, with agents and brokers. And there's no place for emotion in the insurance industry, at least in my experience. So we need to be very, very honest to each other. And the only thing that ma- makes you, you know, invin- invincible in that relationship is when your customers love you. And when you have like a super strong community of a few hundred or a few thousand of customers where you are the person. And when you go to them and say, I think this is uh, good for you, then they say, oh, yeah, I'll okay for calls. Um, and so there are some will be, I mean, we see the, the, the dying of agents all around and in some countries slower and some countries quicker. But those who can seize the day and use these new approaches and new technology, they can really grow and make a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. I agree. And also it's not just the direct insurers, but I think we are also threatened by Guffers or yeah. I would say the big tech giant, because they know the customer, they know how to sell digitally, and actually they have already started selling some kind of insurances to our customers. So I agree, especially when we talk about life insurance, people buy it from people, yeah. but the way you get to those people, it's very inevitable to to use what you have today, uh, and this is related to technology and social media.
1: Yeah, maybe one more thing: um, the use of these things do not stop and are not limited to agents and brokers. But what I think was also super important to go up the hierarchy. So, what should sales manager that are employees of insurers do? Of course, you can go to your car and visit three agents and brokers. Um, and, and drink their coffee and inform them about the new products and your sales goals uh, you have to achieve that month, that uh, quarter, that year. But what we see and what we do actually concrete projects us with to think about what, how can we change the way sales managers and sales um, um, yeah, managers, area managers work so that they don't need to go out there. So what we do is we found out when a sales and a manager, when people from the headquarter do like videos and content and articles addressing agents and brokers, it's rare but not really believed. the true magic is if you take the um, managers that are known by their agents and brokers um then let them explain a new product but not by going to their office and only you know visiting three people but doing a funny video do uh, a, a podcast and we have um, um, um sales managers that have a very good experience with um you know segmenting their um, uh, agents and brokers in different groups and for different um, preferences, this can be, one is very strong in life, one is very strong in health, but this can also be uh, one group is very, you know, on um, diehard supporter of a certain soccer club. Um, and then um, uh, this person, this uh, manager, Regularly sends them voice messages. I mean, I call it mini podcast, but in the end, he sits down in his car. Of course, he still drives around a little bit, but uh, in the morning, he uh, makes a few messages and sends them to the people. But then again, the super important thing is not annoy the people, but really update them, deliver them value. And what we found out is that we could uh, decrease travel costs by 25% uh, by 50% um, and uh, personal HR costs by 25% because um, you can be on the radar of the people. And this is what we need to change. We need to change from how many calls that you made, how many agents did you visit to how many people did you reach? And this is a big, big difference. And, um, you know, so the manager, the, the sales manager, uh, can also scale up in, in effectiveness but also c suits uh, and other decision makers in the company when they really want to change it they can really address their own employees i would say when uh, decision makers tell me okay robin um uh, how can i change my company you know how can you, you get the people on board i say you need to talk to every single of your employee daily and he says yeah but i have five thousand people in my you know area i cannot talk to them daily i say yes you can yeah uh, use modern technology to do that
0: Okay, so if we require change on the sales agent level, it's inevitable that uh, the managers and the leaders set an example. So your tips would be that as a sales manager, change yourself, be a role model, and you also start and communicate with your sales force through these contents that are valuable and that gives them something to rely on. You mentioned that sales managers should measure the number of reaches. So I guess this new way of thinking also leads to new measurements. Could we talk about what KPIs should sales managers focus on today in your opinion?
1: So of course uh, we are in sales, and in the end, what's important is the sale, is revenue and profit, because we need to, you know, heat the buildings, we need to pay the people, and we need to, you know, deliver service to our customers, and in the end, also pay claims and, and all of this. It's all of we need to do. You know, we need to do this, but. And what have we seen? If we measure only this the amount of revenue, the sums and the um, amount of uh, policies we sell, we have this insane situations that everybody's running around trying to sell a certain product to a certain person that has no need for that. Um, and this leads us to our bad reputation, to be quite honest, because we try to convince, we are under pressure. Our sales manager annoys us with how can I help you that you're more successful, but he has no answers. And so that's really um, th- th- that's a challenge. And of course, absolutely, we change,
0: and guys. huge turn rates.
1: It also yeah. leads to huge churn. Yeah. It's yeah. a disaster. I mean, I can tell you when I started being when I started as a sales agent. I think a year later, almost nobody was there anymore. And I can, I can. It's natural, but insurers I do not ask themselves. And by the way, it's not only in Europe. I just talked to a large sales organization in the U.S. The churn is disastrous. But you know, in times before the internet. Um, people went there uh, and they had the experience, and then they went away and then told two of their friends. Now they have the experience, they go away and tell the internet. know, the people yeah. know it's transparency. I mean, that's also why people are always crying around and say we cannot hire any more people. I say yeah, if you treat them like this, and you you know, um, um, that's a problem. Grant Cardone, he's a, like a real estate guru in the U.S. Uh, he once said. That when you want to build up when you build up a sales organization and you tell them you can earn as much as you want or you can earn uh, ten thousand, 100,000, 1 million doesn't matter you need to have people in your sales organizations that actually do it and what i see in insurance is that we tell the young people you know um what, well, whatever they can want to hear but in most sales organization, there's almost nobody um or in the sales front who actually makes that money or it's explainable to some external factors um and that's a big big problem and um uh, and yes but it can come back and so to the kpi i know an uh, insurer uh, who changed actually their kpis for their sales managers from really this you need to sell so many accidents so many lives so many health insurance in this month and that to what were your actions and the funny thing is what happened is that uh, we saw that the former stars of sales managers who had a good portfolio and actually didn't need to work a lot they became had some problems and you saw others that were just you know busy bees and honest guys and girls and worked hard, but, you know, I didn't have maybe a too good portfolio. They suddenly rose to, to the new stars because they, you know, were, were were in the working mode anyway. And what happened um, after they changed um, from, they only had group goals. So revenue and, uh, um, revenue and um, number of policies was still important, but not what kind of, it didn't matter anymore from which um, product line it was. Um, and, uh, and, and they measured individual-only actions like, you know, how many calls, or, but how many posts, how many videos did you do for your um, audience and for your agents and brokers? And they saw a heavy uplift in revenue. Okay. And people were happy, no churn, almost no churn anymore. People were happier, they... They were you know coming work to work they were sharing their secret how they you know could achieve things because it was not an, an uh, um it was not a win lose game anymore but actually you know and they were all in one boat because now they also had group goals
0: Mm-hmm. interesting absolutely so all what we talked about you have seen working in real life as well
1: yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah
0: okay and then finally i would like to talk a little bit about the sea level Uh, You have mentioned them also, but can we talk a little more about, in your opinion, how could they help this transformation? Because as this is a transformation, it's never easy. So, of course, it needs support from all levels, I guess.
1: (sighs) Yeah, so C suit is the most important part here in the game because if they do not support it, um, then um, nothing else down the line works so great. But I've seen C suits that actually really do a good job because they, out of some weird reason, some say, you know, I'm in my last contract and I don't want to be remembered the person uh, that, uh, you know, ruined the company, just, you know, and others said, um, I'm, I'm so young, I'm, I still need to work 20, 25 years in the industry if if we do not change anything we have severe problems in 7 to 10 years nobody doubts that, but I also um, I talk to people that say, Robin, I have 2 years left, 5 years left, uh, why should I now get into the hassle and get into fights with the unions, fights with the associations of agents and brokers we do a little bit of fake innovation here and there, and you know, my my, my, my follower, my, my, my predecessor can, or my ancestor, he can to deal with this stuff then. But this is horrible, you know, and we're risking 10,000s, 100,000s of jobs and, and lives and families and it's a disaster. But um, so um, a tip for for, for C-Soups, what we also do with our clients is really, you need to cut through the middle management. The middle management is those who have to lose the most. Our experience in sales, but also in the internal processes, is the people on the ground, need agents and brokers and sales manager. They have, I don't know, they, they, they like their job probably. Um, a lot of them want to achieve things and they are open. Maybe not in the first step, but if you show them how, not only say you need to sell more or faster, but if you really show them, show them how. Um, and... What we found um, and, and was successful for, for the C-suite to cut through the middle management is lead by example. You cannot, if you say we um, uh, we, are, we, we, are, we are more agile, you need to work more agile yourself. Also in the board meeting, why don't you do a stand-up board meeting? Why does this stuff need to take four hours? Um, uh, or why do you not share, you know, more what you're actually talking about? Of course, not everybody can be shared, not everything can be shared, but it's the idea of it um, and um, be accessible. Um, why do the, you know, the C-suite, why do they need to be always on the top floor where nobody has access to? Why not, you know, in the middle of the company, um, second, um, really share and create content. When you, as a C-suite want to achieve something, for example, you have a project portfolio in IT or in sales and you want to change and improve things, you need to share And not only once a uh, half a year, in an interview or once something, you need to constantly daily share it. Um. This doesn't cost, you know, so much. What you need is a, you know, a concept, a strategy, and then you need one, two, three juniors and maybe one very good person that supports you. And then you can actually, for half the board, create great stuff um, internally. And funny thing, in a lot of uh, cases, we do campaigns also with um, clients in, in the public. But the main goal is not to reach the public, but to reach the own employees And um, that's we need to cut to to middle management and you need to create also content to share your message and also be personal um, and and share uh, personal stuff. I mean, it doesn't need to, you know, you don't need to show your family or something, but people want to know and people want to like also the, the board. But if they don't have any contact and it's just, you know, some really PR messages they read, you know, once a year from them. You know, nobody goes into battle for you uh, if they do not like you. And, and as mm-hmm. a C-sequence, you want to go to war battle and you want to win this uh, thing for your company and for yourself. You need to be this, you know, um, uh, respected and loved uh, war general. And, and this you need to People need to know you first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I follow you. Absolutely. In your experience, how long would it take to see the first results on a company level? Because you mentioned that if someone starts it very diligently on a daily basis, posting, creating content as an agent, yeah. after six or nine months, there would yeah. be a tipping point where it could really start working. If we would say that Sisu decide to change the KPIs for the sales managers and therefore, of course, the KPIs of the sales force, Itself or the agents' KPIs would change as well. How long would it take to see results on a company level?
1: Well, it really depends on how quickly you can push through. Also, all you know, um, how, how how quickly you can implement this decision. First of course, you know, need to this debate this in 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 the board level and really think about it and do do a concept and you know decide on it at some point. This can take in some companies one month and other companies takes nine months. Before even you know you do something and publicly, um, and then um, it really depends on the situation you're in. When you want really to just you know you're in an emergency situation, you have suffered you support losses or your growth is going down, and you know you want to do whatever it takes to be, become successful again or be more successful, then you can really push a program like this also three, six, nine months, and, and you will see some results. And maybe the first year will be the same. But uh, the latest in the second year, it will go up um, significantly.
0: Amen. That's how it should be. So thank you very much, Robin, for sharing all this with us. I found it really interesting. And I think there are more people who would like to find out more about you. So where can we do that?
1: So uh, in order to get in contact with us, uh, it's um, digitalscouting.de. But uh, I prefer LinkedIn or write me a WhatsApp. My phone number is also on the homepage and um yeah we are on twitter linkedin and and by the way we have a new youtube channel which needs a few more subscribers so if you're on youtube and you love this uh, subscribe us we do a lot of funny videos about insurance and the second thing is we started a new podcast uh, which has almost almost no subscribers yet because we have not advertised it yet so if you're on spotify and you're looking for digital scouting um or innovation in insurance um, and make sure to to drop by and give us a chance
0: Great. I will do. I didn't know about the podcast, but I would recommend your videos to everyone because uh, I think once they are entertaining, but they also always deliver some things to learn from. So do subscribe on on YouTube and also for the podcast. Thank you very much, Robin. Thank you very much for being here and uh, and a great day in Hungary. And thank you for listening. If you liked us, please subscribe. And if you really love the show, give us a review. Until next time, stay tuned and follow the flow.